1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on Scottish Cup semi-final weekend. Rangers and Hearts will meet in the final next month after taking their respective city bragging rights. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's men survived a second extra time in four days to get past Celtic and the Jambos took their league dominance into the cup to pile more misery on Sean Maloney. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this evening, we struggled Hugh Keevans We struggled yeah. to find a pundit Who would have something to say On a oh. Hearts against Rangers Cup final We had to settle for Andy Halliday And you'll need to keep him right this evening Well I will But With regard to yesterday Passive Versus positive Insipid Versus inspired There was only ever going to be one winner At Hamden After Rangers equalised Against Celtic But how can a team have been taken to extra time Twice in the space of three days Look fitter than a team who hadn't played for eight days Not a good look However, well done the Jam Tarts Into the cup final Third place in the league Europe until Christmas You must be rolling in bonus money Good weekend for you Andy Halliday, was it? Yeah, By any chance? At all. Not bad at all I was floating into the studio today But uh, yeah, brilliant That's the third Scottish Cup final in four years for, mm. for the Jambos And uh, you know we've came close But you know hopefully this is the year I mean Hugh There is a joke in there About him trying to make it to half time In a semi-final at Hamden But yeah. I, nah, we won't we won't do that to him tonight Because he's he's had a good weekend We I won't w- bring w- him back down to earth just no, yet No no And we won't tell him Gordon DL said it When he went off as so well So he did yeah It's been mentioned so, a few times Did uh, I just steal Gordon DL's joke? <laughs> I think that says more about me Yeah that's how, a low point How is the injury? Um, no great No great But listen Um Obviously, fundamentally, the most important thing was was for us to get through to the final. In uh, the finals, five a week, uh, five weeks away, and you know, regardless of how it feels just now, I know I'll be fine for that. So, it's just about pretty much something like what I've done for the last couple of weeks: just try nice and, and rest as much as possible, and hopefully, it's pain free pretty soon. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need. You don't need any encouragement from me. I don't think it was a huge weekend. Rangers and Hearts meeting in the Scottish Cup final. Celtic and Hibs out. What did you make of it? It's that simple 01419511025 It was quite the weekend Hugh Yeah The, the, the Hearts Hibs game I think was better than Celtic and Rangers uh, The two goals uh, Scored by Ella Sims And uh, Kingsley Were better than the goals Scored in yesterday's match uh, So well done To the two Edinburgh clubs I thought Hibs Should have made more Of the fact that Hearts in the second half Dropped out of the game and even though Hibs had 10 men, they looked better than the team with 11 men. However, all done and dusted, Hearts are in the final. And Rangers, uh, as I say, I, I thought Celtic failed to turn up. I thought there were too many anonymous players. The the front three for me, Jota, Abada, Dyson Maida, Powder Puff. Uh, they didn't have a physical focal point. Uh, they missed Giacomacus. Um, Tom Rogic, uncharacteristically poor. Atati likewise And Rangers You run out of superlatives Because if they play extra time Twice in the space of three days And win both matches Then you have to say They deserved all that they got How do you feel about a Hearts Rangers Cup final Andy? Is that a, a brilliant scenario for you? Is it something you considered at the start of the season? How do you feel about it? 
My dad summed it up pretty perfectly. He says it's a win-win, but a lose-lose. You might win a Scottish Cup, but your family will never talk to you again. So <laughs> I think that pretty much sums it up. But yeah, of course, listen, it's brilliant to get back to the final. It's, uh, it'll be strange, certainly, being against Rangers. But uh, no, it's one I'm looking forward to. And you know, as a Hearts player and, and someone that's that's loved playing for the club, I'm hopefully trying to get a, a Scottish Cup winner's medal for them. How do you look back on the weekend as a, a whole then? I'm sure we'll dip into the... The detail of both games, but you know, starting with yours at the weekend and then the game yesterday, how do you sum it all up? I thought both derbies were were frantic for the most part, which is I suppose is to be expected, especially when it's a cup semi final and there's so much on the line. Uh, I thought in the first half, uh, in our game on Saturday, I thought there was plenty of quality. Uh, I thought it ebbed and flowed a little bit, and then second half, I thought to be fair to Hibs, I thought they came back into the game. I think you could see that. Probably there was a bit more pressure on us to win the game in the way we, we played in the second half, even even with an extra man advantage. We'd done the old sink into your box and tried to defend to the 2-1 lead. And, you know, to Hibs' credit, they, they pressed and they knocked on the door, but I say, barring that wonder save for Craig Gordon for Ryan Portis for the header, I don't think they troubled us too much. So, uh, you know, it was credit to Hibs how they fought back in the second half, but ultimately I thought we, we defended great and that's the reason we, we won the game. Right, come on then, let's hear from you 01419511025 No matter which of the four teams you support Maybe you don't support any of them Maybe you have something else on your mind Pick up that phone and speak to Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB But Chris is in Govan and he's through on the line first Chris, how would you sum up your feelings after the weekend? Well, but before I make my point I'll have to apologise first to Andy Halliday After I call him an ex-professional I'll have to apologise to him first <laughs> um, but, but based on the actual... Everyone's saying it's a catastrophic catastrophe and Bobby Madden's at fault. See, at the end of the day, if you'd given me at the start of the season, you'll be you'll win one cup, you'll be top of the table, a semi-final of a Scottish Cup with a manager no one had heard of, I would have taken that. Because last year was embarrassing. But this year you can see progression being made. And you know what, I think... To have what we've gotten, obviously, with the Champions League that potentially the team that wins the Scottish League gets, that's that's a great progression for Celtic. I don't see the whole catastrophe. Yesterday we were poor, but, you know, it's not the end of the world, as everyone's making it out to be. It must still hurt, though, Chris, losing to your rivals at that stage when you are, or you went into the game believing you were the dominant side domestically this season. They had supposedly... Going to be tired after Europe and all that stuff. It must still sting, surely. It does sting. As I didn't believe in the whole Rangers would be tired. I think although they did play extra time, if they had lost, it drains you. But if you win, it actually gives you a wee bit more adrenaline. I'm sure Andy will tell you if if you win these games, even if it goes to extra time, you still feel a wee bit, you know, adrenaline pumping through the club, you know. And I think Rangers were the better team yesterday. Celtic never turned up. Rangers is. I would say Stars turned up, Celtics didn't. Jota Merritt went missing, Rodgers went missing, Kyogo was poor when he came on. I think the one player Celtic missed greatly yesterday was Jacky Marcus. Yeah, I mean, Chris is, is offering some perspective, Hugh. He, he, do, he doesn't want the, the failure on Celtic's part yesterday to be blown out of proportion. He's right in terms of perspective. If Celtic win the league, and I'm stressing if if Celtic win the league And they already have The Premier Sports Cup Then of course It's a fantastic season For Ange Postacoglu And the club the, the, There could be no denying that Entry into the Champions League The money that comes with it It would be a 100% success For Ange Postacoglu 
Uh, yesterday, I think Chris is being fair because for the most part, people want to blame Bobby Madden, but Bobby Madden, although he had a poor game, did not have a material influence on the game. Rangers won because they deserved to win. Uh, I, I'm still taken aback, you know, that Rangers go to extra time twice in the space of three days. I do understand there's an adrenaline rush after beating Braga, and that will take you so far. But for Celtic to lose the game in extra time to a team having their second extra time period in three days and Celtic look out on their feet, that's not a good look for me. Did you see that coming yesterday, Andy? The outcome, the way it came about, did, did you see that coming? No. Uh, in all fairness, I thought going into the game, I thought Celtic would win. Um, I do agree with Chris's point that of course, you, you're off a bit of a high in the Braga game and, and adrenaline can take you so far, but I do agree with you. I, I don't think that involves extra time. And you can see there, there was only one side for me that looked tired and that was Celtic. And let's not forget, Celtic are off the back of their own high by by um, winning the, the, the old firm derby at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago. And I thought the, the way the game panned out in general surprised me. Uh, I don't think you can win any old firm game when you're 8, 9 and you're starting 11 haven't performed. And I thought that was the case for Celtic. Mm. Uh, Chris confident that this is just that blip and you take it in the chin and kick on and, and win the league from here yeah I mean I think it, it, is a, it, it is a blip I think it's not so much now it's all about Ross County if Celtic start to stutter and stutter and stutter this could be like 2005 all over again you know Celtic were so far ahead Rangers pulled it back Rangers pulled it back I don't want helicopter Sunday you know it's all about Ross County. And then when we play the last Celtic Rangers game, I would take a point. You know, it's not... A, a, a draw doesn't suit Rangers. Rangers have to win. And if Rangers come out and try and attack, Celtic could try and pick them off. The first thing I'd like to know is the extent of the injury toll for Celtic. Because both fullbacks have gone off. And I thought that uh, Juranovic and Greg Taylor... Uh, had good games And uh, They are the Automatic picks In those positions But Both went off injured uh, And that there are Other injuries To be assessed um, Kyogo's Cameo appearance Yesterday Didn't do very much At all uh, And you wonder What kind of state He'll be in From now until the end Of the season so Ross County now becomes huge for Celtic and who's able to play for Celtic at Dingwall becomes hugely important because all of a sudden everyone and everyone will join me on the naughty step on this one everyone said after Celtic won at Ibrox league's over, done and now I think everyone has been given cause to pause uh, thank you to Chris Let's hear what Ange Postacoglu made of it Scott's a Rangers fan up next Yeah we're obviously disappointed at the outcome um, you know, An opportunity to, to get to the final Which we didn't take uh, I guess a typical semi-final A uh, very tight game between uh, both teams And uh, you know um, Just decided by moments in the game And you know we had our moments They had theirs And uh, you know unfortunately they're the ones that um, Got over the line It's just the nature of, of you know, cup football, semi-final, it's um, never never going to be open games. You know, players know what's at stake. They know the the consequences of action. So, you know, both teams tend to play fairly conservative, so it's not an open game. And we kind of knew that. We just had to stay 
like I said, discipline in our approach and wait for our moments. And when they came, we had to capitalise. And, um, you know, we, we we did on one occasion, but not on others. And uh, as I said, an extra time, they capitalised on theirs. We've had to be resilient all year, and um, this is another um, challenge for us. Um, you know, we, we are disappointed. We're disappointed that we didn't get to, an, to another final. We're disappointed for our fans. Um, you know, disappointed that, you know, we couldn't, take the opportunity before us but you know we, we've just got to make sure that irrespective of what happened today you know we've got five games to be champions of this country and um, you know that's doesn't change for us so we've got five games now to concentrate on and uh, starting next week and, and making sure we use today's disappointment to fuel um, you know our endeavours uh, in this uh, next series of games Scott's a Rangers fan in Gara Hill Scott what did you make of that yesterday how happy were you? Oh I mean absolutely amazing so Obviously, a couple of points. So, obviously, before the game, we saw the team line up. Mm-hmm. We all thought to ourselves, McGregor on the bench. Very strange one. But, obviously, McLaughlin's been in goals through, all, all through the cup. Yeah. And he's not done anything wrong at all. We really didn't have much to do yesterday, to be honest, either. And, obviously, with Giovanni bringing on Arfield, that was a bit of masterclass as Arfield absolutely done amazing when he came on. It always sounds like a masterclass after he's come on and scored a goal, you know, but to take nothing away from Arfield, it was a terrific goal. With regard to John McLaughlin, he was put under no pressure whatsoever. He put himself under pressure at one point where he got his feet all wrong and he put the ball out for a corner kick. But... Other than a, a deflected goal, Greg Taylor's uh, shot, I think, took a deflection off Calvin Bassey, beat McLaughlin. Uh, but other than that, he was under no pressure at all. So, as I said to you yesterday, Gordon, I don't like the idea of cup keepers. I think your obligation is to put your best 11 men on the park. So, I, I don't buy into this cup keepers. Uh, but, he played, Rangers won, and he was under no pressure. The lack of serious goal mouth action at both ends, and they meant no. I mean, Joe Hart had that one at the near post late yeah. on. Was it Tavernier? Lundstrom hit the post. Carter Vickers hit the bar. So I don't think any goalkeeper was particularly busy. What did you make of that side of it yesterday when you saw the team? Did you expect that? Because I think everyone took a minute and they went, "Oh, that's right, John McLaughlin has yeah. played all the other cup games." I still expect uh, Alan you? McGregor to play. Uh, I think he's influencing these old forum games over the last few years would be the reason he'd be brought, uh, brought back in and been given the nod. Uh, but John McLaughlin was, was largely untroubled yesterday. Uh, but what I will say is in the last couple of minutes extra time and Celtic had a couple of corners, I thought he came out mm-hmm. and dealt with them really well, relieved the pressure off the Rangers back four, got them up the pitch, which I thought was, was obviously really important. But I want to touch on a little bit what Scott said about um, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. I think there's been a lot of question marks under the Rangers manager. But I thought yesterday he won the tactical battle from the get-go. I thought the way he set up his team was was excellent. And surprised me, to be honest. I thought after the exertions on Thursday, uh, you were expecting maybe a little bit of a legginess from Rangers. And I thought that would transcend into the way he was going to set his team up. I thought they were going to be a little bit more passive, sit off, maybe force out it in areas. But they were so brave They went 3 from 3 at the back Either Calvin Bassey stepping into Tom Rogic in midfield Or Conor Golson stepping up into Hattati in midfield And what that done was that forced Celtic long And I think uh, the Celtic caller Chris uh, touched on it earlier The lack of Geo Marcus's presence up front Allowed Rangers to pick up basically every uh, every every first and second ball throughout the game And that that's why for me Rangers won the game and were the better team I just thought they had the more control throughout the game What about the physical shift that 
you witnessed yesterday and we touched on it at the start but it's alright saying tactically for Giovanni Van Bronckers to ask the players to do that but to yeah. then go and carry it out under those circumstances can't have been easy well I think especially in extra time I mean when it went to extra time I thought I thought now Celtic are going to really start to seize control of the game surely the exertions of Thursday is going to take its toll on Rangers but you've only got to look at the second goal I mean Calvin Bassey he makes a 60 yard high intensity dash down the line and it's just that desire and that energy and that athleticism that's that's won Rangers the game and I thought that that shone throughout the team I thought James Tavenier full of energy I actually thought Kamar Roof and Ryan Kent for me were really quiet but wow I mean worked their socks off for, for as long as they were on the pitch and I think that's the probably been more, more beneficial to Rangers that we've now got the five subs this year and the, the extra sub in extra time because I do think the, the, the subs that came on including Arfield that added fresh legs Scott what was the feeling going into the game yesterday did, did you fear the worst or are you one of these permanently optimistic football fans well to be very honest I didn't really think that we, that we would do that good Obviously, after first night, hanging 20 minutes, then obviously again, yesterday's start, starting, the, the team are just like running on like Duracell batteries at the moment. They're just like so, so good at the moment. Yeah, it was, I think that side of it, Hugh, 120 minutes on Thursday night, um, yeah. and then to do it again Sunday afternoon. The general summary it would have to be mystification, because Celtic play St Johnston, Eight days earlier Are terrific Win 7-0 And look brilliant All over the park They don't rest They train But they have A, a game free spell Before the cup match Rangers play The day after Celtic score 7 And play St Mirren And then they play A European tie Which goes to extra time And then they play The cup tie Which goes to extra time And Celtic they're falling down all over the place Carter Vickers simply could not run He was immobilised All over the park People are cramping up So you ha- you're simply mystified And saying A. Celtic didn't turn up at all The, the, the performances of individuals who, who have excelled in recent matches Against Rangers Were a pale imitation of what they're capable of doing And all over the park For Rangers People were giving it their all And Mystifying But the right team won in the end Thank you Scott 01419511025 I can see some calls coming in About Bobby Madden's part In the game at hand And yesterday Whatever you want to discuss Over the two games Or anything else at all Pick up that phone And we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans are here It's been quite the weekend Andy Halliday has got a sore ankle But a big smile on his face yeah. After the Scottish and, Cup and semi-finals Pockets full of bonus money Honestly Spilling out Weighing them down Yeah Unbelievable uh, Let's bring in Pat Who's a Celtic fan And see what he took away from the weekend Pat uh, Good evening panel Hello hey, I want to talk about Madden I've talked about referees over the years to Hugh Keevans And Hugh said something About three or four weeks into the start of the season I quote, our referees are rotten. Nothing has changed. Now Madden, I thought I had an abysmal game. Celtic were poor. You were right what you said, Hugh. They were quite poor, never thumbed up. But they had no help from Madden whatsoever. If he had been honest and true, he would have sent off Ruth. He would have sent off Aribo. He'd have taken off before he was sent off. His refereeing is abysmal. 
I'm, I've been watching Celtic for 60 years and more. And there have been times you want to run in the park, but nothing ever changes with referees. And I'll ask you a question. Have you ever saw a video, anyone but Celtic, that sums it up Scottish football? Referees are a disgrace. Nothing changes. No matter what you say, he'll still be out next week refereeing another game because he's £950 allegedly and he's pay. Nothing changes. Do you think okay. he cost Celtic the game yesterday, Pat? Pardon? Did he cost Celtic the game? No, Celtic cost themselves a game. Right. Right, so Pat's uh, theory is that Bobby Madden basically uh, works against Celtic. This is the default setting for many supporters that referees work deliberately against Celtic. And if Rangers lose, you'll get Rangers fans to say the referee worked against Rangers as well. It is part of the DNA of being a Rangers and Celtic supporter. I could stand here until 8 o'clock trying to convince Pat that referees are not conspiring to stop Celtic from being successful. And I could tell him that a quadruple treble won by Celtic, 12 trophies in a row, could hardly be done if referees were conspiring against Celtic. If they are conspiring against Celtic, it's the lousiest conspiracy in history. But I can't waste my time with it. Pat, by his own admission, says that the referee didn't cost Celtic the game. Celtic cost Celtic the game. I thought Bobby Madden let John Lundstrom away with murder. I thought he could have booked or even considered if he had booked him once he might have had to book him a second time but he didn't book him at all but I don't think that anyone uh, who did get a booking get booked undeservedly I thought Bobby Madden's overall performance was poor I thought the performance of John Beaton in Andy's game the day before was poor he sent off one player should not could should have sent off three players so the referees are poor they are, in this country, poor. And that's why there's a vote tomorrow on the subject of VAR, because they need help. But it's overdoing it to say that Bobby Madden was in any way responsible for Celtic losing in the cup tie. Pat thinks Arebo should have been sent off, Roof should have been sent off. Uh, nah, there's quite a list. Nah, no, no for me. Um Listen, I th- to be honest, I thought Kevin Thompson covered the roof tackle perfectly. It's not a nice tackle, um, but it's a professional foul. You see it up and down the country every week. Very, very similar to uh, the reason Callum McGregor got booked just before. I think you could see... Listen, I don't think Bobby Madden had a great game, but it's probably the most overreactive performance from a referee I've ever seen. I mean, it's pro- I've seen worse refereeing performances over the last fortnight than i seen yesterday. Uh I think you could tell from early on in the game he was trying to let stuff go which can often happen mm. when you, you see these games I thought Callum McGregor was really lucky not to see a booking early I thought John Lundstrom I, I mean how he never got booked I don't know uh, Calvin Bassey was lucky not to get a booking Celtic the foul uh, Celtic got leading up to Celtic's goal is never a foul but other than that I mean I for mean, me you, there will always be there will be games where there are you know you you just get that feeling afterwards as a a neutral, uh, so to speak, that the referee has really influenced the outcome. You know, that got oh. a big you know sending off wrong, a penalty that shouldn't have been, whatever. Does this feel like that to you yesterday, or is that is this all an overreaction? It's the classic aftermath of a Glasgow Old Firm derby. I'm sending them both up now by calling it the Glasgow Old Firm derby. 
But it's the classic aftermath of these games. A couple of weeks ago, Livingston, Kevin Clancy, the referee, Livingston are denied the penalty of all penalties of this season or any other season. And it costs Livingston. And Livingston ultimately do not get into the top six, partly as a result of refereeing decisions like that. That is a sore one for David Martindale to take. But nothing of that nature happened yesterday. And Bobby Madden, to use my great friend Ian McCall's word, the referees are dug me, but he did not cause Celtic to lose yesterday. Is this all sour grapes, Pat? I think that's what Hugh's getting at. No, it's not. I've watched football for over 60 years. And I've said before, have you ever watched a video called, called Anyone But Celtic? You want to watch that. Over all the years. The referee... There's only one referee I remember... Has been this is the point then, Pat. You think... You, it sounds like... You know, I've never seen it, um, I must confess. Um, you sound like you're saying this is some sort of deliberate attempt to... to you know, is that is that really is that really what you truly believe? A conspiracy theorist. Say that again. He called me a conspiracy theorist in one of the programmes. Yeah. That the over referees transpired to beat us. Yeah. All we ask as Celtic fans is to get a fair deal, <laughs> play by the rules. Pat. We've all admitted tonight Pat, Madden had a hell of a game. Pat, can I ask you a question? I'll go back to the point. How the Celtic win? A quadruple treble 12 trophies in a row If referees are conspiring against the club <laughs> That's a good question I don't know how to answer that There we go 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB uh, Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst I'm sure I'm. Well I was going to say I'm sure Whatever uh, the stronger version of sure is There will be more calls on that type of stuff That seems to be the currency in Glasgow after a big game Let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst If you want to talk about the football as well That would be no problem whatsoever He was obviously a happy man After getting through to the final on the back of Thursday You know, to all the players It's a um, you know, very proud moment for me as a coach To see my, my team play like that We had to, uh, had to dig deep after a demanding game against Braga I think today our character was was phenomenal, and especially you know because we knew Celtic were, you know, were fresh, they were coming at us. You know, knowing that, I think the the guys did uh, did, did did terrific. I think the first half we uh, we created some good chances to score, but of course the the goal against us, we knew we had to dig even deeper. I think in those moments we were there. I think the the, the substitutions made made quite positive impact for uh, for the team. You know, fresh legs also. We controlled the game uh, after that. You know, when you are playing a semi-final, you come extra time. You know, players get tired, you know, make more mistakes. And the second half of extra time, that if you score in that moment, that, uh, you know, that's a vital goal. And uh, luckily for us, uh, we, we, we scored the winner uh, with, with Sakala. Let's speak to John in Renfrew. Sum up your feelings as a Rangers fan, John. Um, I was delighted the Rangers' performance from start to finish. I thought they controlled the match from start to finish. They were like um, on a different level to Celtic athletically. Um, but my point is that I think I'm fed up hearing Celtic fans waxing lyrical about Bobby Madden's performance when it was quite clearly several Celtic players could have been sent off the park. First of all, I don't think that's not what waxing lyrical means. They certainly are not waxing lyrical about his performance. So you're about to do the same thing, John. So what Celtic players should have been sent off yesterday? 
Well, Tom Rodgick slapped Calvin Bassey with an open hand twice. Clearly slapped him. Did he? That's assault. Uh huh. Assault. Assault. Oh, this is good. It's, it's twenty-five to seven. This is getting you know wilder what? than I expected I'm, already. I'm getting off home. Start the car, Andy. I mean, no, I can't. You can't. I mean, Andy. I, I can't remember the slap. I've got. Did to be honest. Tom Ro- Did Tom Rogic assault Calvin Bassey? Yes or no? Not that I seen. No. Wow. I mean, I. I kind of get sometimes that the losing team does that the sort of sour grapes element, yeah. and then I get that it gets the the other team's fans back up because they'll say, "Well, hold on, point out that there were mistakes made on both sides, and of course they were because there always are." Yeah, I need to be honest. I did. I was unaware that Tom Rogic assaulted Calvin Bassey. No, it it didn't come up in conversation yesterday at all. Maybe we missed it. I I go back to it. This is the default setting for supporters. Uh, the referee. The, the comments made about the referee are over the top and and now we're, we're having words like assault being used. I'm afraid that people look at the match and they're too emotionally involved to think clearly. And I'm sorry, John, but you're just not thinking clearly. John, if you think the Rangers, uh, the Celtic fans are over-egging it by talking about the ref as the is the best policy not then to just tell us how good your team were and how they deserve to win and, and not sort of get dragged into that stuff? Well, I thought Rangers were like, like they controlled the match from start to finish, but um, I think Bobby Madden let the game flow. That was like evident. Um, but clearly, I mean, there was four of us at the same time seeing the slap. So I don't, I don't understand how other people never seen this slap. And he did it twice within like 30 seconds. The two of them have been a 50 50 for the ball, tussling for the ball, and all right, it was, it was six, and, six and a half a dozen years The two of them were at it, about pushing and obviously pulling and pushing and whatever, trying to battle for the ball. But Roger clearly opened his hand up and slapped Bassey in the side of the head. Uh, on, I mean, honestly, I, I knew that today was going to be contentious and there was going to be a few Bobby Madden phone calls. So I actually tried, I, I told you, I, t- I messaged Gordon last night, so I'm deliberately watching the game back and I'm going to try and remember as many instances as I can. So if the point comes up mm. that I, I, I honestly don't remember that one, it, maybe that's on me, John, maybe I missed that. But well, I certainly remember a couple of occasions where Bassey tried to get close to Rogic, had his arms round him. I, th- I remember when Rogic wriggled free, got a free kick, then there was a similar one later where he didn't. And I'm sure within those Rogic tried to maybe wriggle free. I, I don't remember the opening of the hand and the slap. I mean, they, they, certainly not the assault it, part of it. It's like I, I said earlier. I, I don't think Bobby Madden had a great game, but I, 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 the outcry of how bad the performance was, I think, is way over the top. Uh, I thought he made decisions that were poor against both teams, um, but fundamentally, Rangers deserve to win the game. I, I, I don't think I can elaborate any more than that. This is what happens here, though, Hugh, because. The narrative To use that really annoying word Yeah Does sort of It just sets in quickly Especially social media now It makes it easy You know because Things can get, get shared and so on And Celtic were the losing team And it, it, it got sort of Built up And then the Rangers fans Don't like that So then they're going to hit back And then they start collecting Incidents that, that They want spoken about Yeah And then that actually Takes away from the fact I mean John's a Rangers fan And, and it sounds like What's really on his mind He acknowledges Rangers Controlled the game but he'd almost rather talk about decisions that didn't go Rangers' way on a day they should just be enjoying the, themselves. The division between the two sets of supporters is now unhealthy. And I repeat, they are too emotionally involved. They cannot think straight. And uh, 
Referees get the blame mm. And players are accused of assault This match is built up And we're part of it We build it up As much as we can Obviously In the course of a Scottish Cup semi-final There will be challenges Meaty challenges John Lundstrom got away with one yesterday in particular But We're, we're demeaning the fixture We're demeaning the endeavours of the players We're demeaning what Rangers achieved so soon after going to within three games of a European final. We are demeaning what Celtic had done leading up into the match by simply allowing people to spout nonsense. Uh, thanks though, John. On that note, I think everybody needs a breather. Don't we? I'm going to go yeah. school teacher here. Everybody needs a timeout. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Golden Goals. You all know the drill by now Golden goals The competition where goals mean cash Yesterday proved that Each goal Celtic and Rangers scored We were putting another £500 into our jackpot It's now sitting £28,250 That is a lot of money And it's going to keep growing Because Rangers are through to the cup final They'll play in that game There are a lot of league games still to be played And Rangers are in Europe as well Just how think how much difference Almost 30 grand would make to your summer what are we talking Five star hotels Far flung locations You could go to Troon with Hugh Keevans I think that's as far as he goes uh, On his holidays Here's how you enter Text GOAL to 61025 G-O-A-L To 61025 It's £2 to text Plus your standard message rate Over 18s only And the full terms And online entry Are at Clyde1.com Lines close 6pm Saturday the 21st of May So for your chance To be the winner Do not hang about Until the end of the season Text GOAL to 61025 Right now This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Andy Halliday are here It's 01419511025 You can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB Looking back on all the big talking points And even some of the small talking points That we didn't know existed on on tonight's show Saturday, On Saturday the two teams from Edinburgh gave us the salt and sauce semi And yesterday they gave us the assault and battery <laughs> semi uh, It's not like your game on Saturday was short on refereeing decisions actually I know but such is the nature of the old forum that I've not heard too much outcry on a couple of decisions that was there on Saturday But we don't. I've said that we've not made any excuses over the full season Whether it's been injuries, referees, nothing we've got on it That's bring, not true Let's bring in John in Clyde Bank John what's your take on all this Hello guys um, Hi I've listened to people phoning in and, and I've listened to some of the answers And There's a kind of Double standard answer coming, coming for the panel If they're saying the referee had a shocker Which he did Some of his decisions Then therefore Had a reflection on the score Of the game if he stopped and booked when he, when he should have booked certain players, they wouldn't. It wouldn't have maybe the score maybe have been different. He let Rangers, in my eyes, batter Celtic into submission, and they did, and they capitalised on it, and they beat them. Some of the, the tackles that they let them away with, and uh, with no yellow cards or nothing, gave them encouragement to do more and do more, and do more. Now, I'm all for. Playing the whistle, trying to keep it going, trying to keep it going. But his decision making had a burden on the score because the players who were left and, and, were, and who were not 
punish accordingly had a big, big, big factor in the in the score. And that's why a lot of Celtic fans are maybe angry. Now, mm. Bobby Madden had a shocker, OK? There was decisions in either way, but crucial shockers would he should have produced yellow cards, he turned a blind eye. Now, he's done this already. Andy Halliday will testify yet on the start of the season and the tackle that he done on Callum McGregor. <laughs> You're still going to get hearing about this in 2054. Right. He, Right. But John, there's a difference This is the point it, Language is important Turning a blind eye And making mistakes Are, are different things And you're saying you know, Maybe has an impact On the score Which you're right you're, And you're saying How can the pan, panel say That Bobby Madden Had a poor game and, and then say It doesn't impact the game Everybody's accepting That he had A poor game And made mistakes What the guys are saying Is that this is an overreaction That referees do this They make mistakes But the level Of criticism The level of outcry is over the top. It's not justified. No, I can't. I, I cannot agree with it. Right, because the impact that that had in the game, it was con- he was consistently wrong. I thought. Now, I thought he should have booked McGregor earlier. Right, don't get me wrong. I thought he should have booked McGregor. And then what happened is I missed it for. T- I had my grandkid with me as well, so I missed ten minutes of the game when there was a few bookings, and then. Uh, then went back to the, in, in the second half I missed that But McGregor should have been Maybe booked earlier I'll, I'll admit that But some of the tackles There was there was one He gave a foul Against Tom Roddick After he got pulled back By Batsy <laughs> You're going Go on What am I watching here But Rangers batter Celtic Into submission That is the truth as well It's the truth you Says the man uh, Here we go As I said The assault and battery Semi-final uh, John Correct me if I'm wrong, but when Celtic beat Rangers 3 nothing at Celtic Park a few weeks ago, was Bobby Madden not the referee? Yes, he was. Yes. He and was. and uh, when Rio Hatati scored the, his uh, opening goal for Celtic, the Rangers players wanted it disallowed because it was a Rangers player who had collided with another Rangers player and was lying prone on the ground when Rio Hatati scored his goal. And Bobby Madden... Turned a blind eye Turned a blind eye And gave Celtic a goal Well To be fair Two guys who, who collided Well, well No not really you Because Celtic were on attacking And it was There was two guys lying there And they, they hit each other It's, a, it's a head knock though John You're supposed mm. to stop well, the game well, See to be fair I think the point John uh, Hugh's trying I'm to making, make yeah. You're not trying to say That goal shouldn't have stood No I'm simply saying Bobby Madden was yeah. so hell bent on yeah. Doing these things Would There was an opportunity yeah. So I'm afraid John your belief that Bobby Madden materially influenced the outcome of yesterday's game is, to my way of thinking, completely untrue. And I'm afraid that you're one more example of people who are so emotionally involved in it that they simply cannot see the wood for the trees. John, what about Andy? In fact, you there was a lot to get through there. Do you want yeah. to, to Bobby Madden? Because you you babysit his kids or something? Nah, do you not? Apparently, yeah. And still talking about that McGregor tackle blind eye fifty to that weeks one? ago. Uh, no, no, I don't think he did. I mean, listen, if you want to go in the narrative that every decision can alter the effect of the game, then the argument could stand that Rangers win the game two 0 because, like I said, the the foul leading up to Celtic's goal is not a free kick. John, listen, we're not talking about. Well, that we're talking about him taking the decisive action earlier on in the game and it would have stopped it. And he let it go consistently. Consistently, he let it go. Now, as I said to you, Celtic could not live with it. And they got battered into submission. 
So was this but, all the was this all the referee's fault then, or did, you know, the Celtic take any blame in this? I'm giving you the narrative of why are people looking at it. He let it go. Other referees would not have, have John, stood for it. Some referees would have let it go. John, he I, let it go. John, I, listen, I, I agree with that. I, I said that at the top of the show. I thought that Bobby Madden tried to referee the, referee the game early where they let certain tackles go that were borderline on edge. And But I, I don't think you can isolate the incidents. For example, you said you feel as if Callum McGregor should have been booked early, right? I, I agree. I think if that's the 40th, 50th minute, he probably gets a booking for that. I think Calvin Bassey should have been booked earlier. He then gets a second booking, later, uh, another booking, sorry, later on in the game. Callum McGregor then gets booked later on in the game. But I don't think you can then say... Well, the player should have been sent off because if Callum McGregor gets booked for the tackle in the second minute, I don't think he clips Ryan Kent when he's running through on the counter attack. Likewise, if Calvin Bassey gets booked in the first half, when Rangers score, I don't think he runs into the crowd. John Rio Hatati, poor. Tom Rogic, poor. Dyson Meda, poor. Yota, poor. Lyle Abada, poor. Don't you ever factor in these things? Well, sure. Back to the, I, I, they were bullied. Bullied yesterday well, They weren't bullied at all They played They, bu- they played no, they were, poorly they, were, they played poorly Jota His decision making Along with Abada Is poor Maeda always gets credit And rightly so For the boundless energy But he'd be the first to admit That he's not really the man To go through The, the centre of the park for you Can I finish with a laugh as well? Can I finish with a laugh? Right We've not got to the funny bit yet Okay go on then Right See when, when, when Rangers get the winner right Four of them run right to the crowd Right And who only booked one You know what I mean And I was laughing I go oh, No way man he What's funny about that No because you shouldn't have booked anybody You know what I mean Because I just thought Why is the guy a winner It's a winner isn't it? You're like, I think, So I think you're, you're now I'm angry not. At the bookings given to Rangers <laughs> You should have booked a lot of them No you, that's not the rule You book the first one You book the one that leads them in Is if, if you you don't think that if a team runs into the crowd you you, you don't dish out eleven yellow cards, John. You, the, the rule is or the guidance, and I know it might seem a bit strange, but they book the first one. They book the guy that sort of leads them in, if you like. They were all running different areas. You mental? Watch it again. I'm not They're mental, right. John. <laughs> <laughs> At least, John. do you know what? May, maybe I am now that I think about it. And if I'm not already by the end of the night, you never know. John, so, what? so hold on, John. Just to be clear, there should have been four more. Rangers players booked in the celebrations, yeah? yeah aye, definitely <sighs> He did say it was funny, to be fair What time did you get to sleep last night, John? I don't think he's been yet I, I, My grandkids, as I said to you So we, we were at <laughs> 9 o'clock I'm, I'm an old man getting Nah, that, that, I don't know where they got I mean, that, it's not the place. rule, John uh, Referees are supposed to follow by the, the rule book And no, that's not the rule You're not supposed to book all of them Maybe we should change that I've uh, got visions of like a cup final Some Everybody runs in get... And they just stand in a line Whilst every one of them get 11 <laughs> yellow cards Bobby Madden's arm Would be knackered by the end of it I don't really know where to take this You must admit I'm speechless take Mental it, and speechless apparently Take it to the news uh, I told, Well I did I, I referenced it earlier That you know, I watched the game back and I tried to jot down it in true punditry fashion. Gordon actually put it in the, my notes on my, my phone. And yeah, I, who I, does I, that I miss, as well I in his the, notes app? I missed <laughs> the assault by Tom Roderick and I missed the, the four bookings for Rangers, unfortunately. Like I said, Hugh, I, I now... F- I'm, I've got shivers down my spine at the thought of what tonight would be like. Because again, repeat it, Andy Halliday thinks Bobby Madden got decisions wrong and you think it as well. Imagine there was penalties wrongly given. Yeah. 
Goals that wrongly stood Red cards wrongly given tonight I, What on earth would the reaction be can like? Just because there were you. mistakes in there But none of that Can I just scale. console you with this thought? There's another one of these still to be played And it might be a league decider Oh great with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Anyone for Beat the Pundit? 01419511025 Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevens are here If you want to take them on, you can do Your call needs to be in before 7 o'clock though So let's hear from you And your chance to beat the Pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Andy Halliday are here And there's another hour to go I've got a headache already Hugh (laughs) Keevans This will be interesting between now and 8 o'clock Well, as I said to you There's another one of these to go yet in May And uh, who knows After the events of Ross County away for Celtic At the weekend And uh, we're a Rangers Motherwell away For Rangers And then they play each other again Anyone out there want to talk about Our both Queen of the South on Saturday? No? It's big Anyone? No, no, well, I'm up for it. It's a big game. We'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk/slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. A bit of comic relief on a night where it's <laughs> desperately needed. Um, although some might say we've had comic relief since six o'clock. Let's bring in John, who's in Lanark. How's it going, John? Uh, not bad, how's you? Not bad, thank you. Have you ever played before? No, no, no. Right, you know what? Halliday's quite formidable at this. So you fancy your chances? Oh, I don't know, but we'll try. Mm. Hugh is. That's the fourth John in a row. Not formidable. It's a common name. Or yeah. people just pretend that they're called John. <laughs> True, aye. In case he gets embarrassed, he'll, he's thinking there's loads of Johns in Lanark, so I'll nah, just say that's my name. Right. Uh, right, anyway, heads it is Hugh Keevans, and tails it will be Andy Halliday. And it's heads. Oh. Off the hook. He's the only guy that likes to roll, play. Man. I know. Yeah, let's find out how this is going to go then, Hugh Keevans. I'll give you some clay too. So that you can't hear what's going on John, straightforward 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know, okay? Right, no bother Right, it's time on the clock 30 seconds starts now Name any Rangers player Who played every minute Of the last two games Goldson Name the Scottish Cup's Top scorer this season With four Uh, Name any team in Hearts group The last time they made The UEFA Cup group stages In 2004 Uh, Pass who were the last side Rangers faced in the UEFA Cup semi-finals? Uh, Fiorentina. How many clubs has Callum McGregor played for? One. Name either Scottish Premiership side who've not won any of their last five. Uh, St Mirren. Okay, let's bring back Hugh Keevans. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Quite tough tonight. Oh dear. You sir Callum's obviously had a bad weekend. I wanted to take it out on you. Are you ready? Uh, on we go. Name any Rangers player who played every minute of the last two games. Tavernier Name the Scottish Cup Top scorer this season With four Pass Name any team In Hearts group When they last made The group stages Of UEFA Cup In 2004 Are you kidding me on? <laughs> yes Pass Who were the last side Rangers faced In the UEFA Cup Semi-final Oh No How many clubs Has Callum McGregor Played for uh, Two Name either Scottish Premiership side Who have not won Any of their last five mm, St Mirren What's the verdict, John? Oh, I've got no idea. Could be. I thought they were tough tonight. Name any Rangers player who played every minute of the last two. Goldson, Tavernier, Bassey, Kent. You both got a point on the board. Andy, would you hazard a guess at the top scorer in the Cup this season? 
Helps if you get Did he get a hat trick Or was it a double Anyway Jackie Marcus yeah, He's got that. four um, This was a brutal question Name any team in Hearts group When they last made it To the UEFA Cup group stages In 2004 Andy Halliday was still at school <laughs> I remember that they beat Bal To get there But I don't remember No it was Bal were in there Oh there you go yeah. Bal Bal, Feyenoord, Schalke Ferenc Farris uh, the last side Rangers faced in the UEFA Cup semis John got it It's Ooh. Fiorentina John goes 2-1 in front Callum McGregor I know he gives off one club man vibes John But he did have a loan spell at Notts County Which Hugh Keevans got Alongside Jack Grealish Jack Grealish Really? Did you know that? Yeah no. They both played there at the same time So it's 2 all. Name either Scottish Premiership side Who's not won any of the last five Either way we're going to a tiebreaker Because you both said St Mirren Right You're both wrong Oh. Dundee or Hibs So we are off to The tie breaker oh, John I wrote down hmm, Hibs by any uh, chance Yeah I thought you might want to Rub salt into the wounds Right let's Do the tie breaker John I will ask the question I'll get Hugh to write His answer down And then invite you To give me your attempt Okay right, no bother. Let's go The question is How many European matches Including qualifiers Have Hearts played In their entire history <laughs> <laughs> How many European matches Including qualifiers Have Hearts played In their entire history Hugh Show me your paper please Okay John What are you going for? Nine Nine? Oh John Nine. We just said they were in a group The last time That means <laughs> they, they on, played John. Eight in 2004 alone John Aye <laughs> <laughs> oh, Winner by default Hugh says 51 The answer is 80 Well done Hugh they, a whole victory that how, That doesn't count How can John blame this On Bobby Madden <laughs> well, John's a Rangers fan hmm. Well but Bobby Madden's to, to be Blamed blame for, for everything, everything. Yeah, Good point Hard lines John Unlucky John The Gow Amateurs tonight Oh are they playing tonight Are they Who's, who's the big game against Fallon Over at Boysa uh, uh, Stadium All the best Hope it goes well The Gow Amateurs Good luck Listen I've got to mention The Amateur Cup final What's happening here This is the GBX Wednesday. That this is the 2020 final being played in 2022. I had to be really put off because of the lockdown. I think they're unchanged. <laughs> Teams are unchanged. And because it's the 100th final, the centenary final of the Scottish Amateur Cup, uh, it's Hamden, it's Wednesday, it's 7 30, it's Pay at the Gate, it's Toll Cross Thistle from Edinburgh, and it's Drum Chapel Amateurs from up the from, road. I might so, go with that. Do you know that? I love myself a bit of amateur football Well right Pay at the gate Toll cross thistle mm. Drumchapel amateurs Hamden 7.30 Wednesday well, The centenary final And Andy Halliday In attendance Send Andy Halliday With one of the kits Let's get him to report This could be his first live report yeah. From the amateur cup I might final. go aye John, John, John if you're there as well You can show me that slap That I missed <laughs> 01419511025 We are on Twitter At Clyde SSB As well Shall we? Yes right, let's back go. in let's Once go. more into the breach in we go Stephen's a Celtic fan In Clyde Bank What did you take away From yesterday Stephen? Hi guys How you doing? Good thanks yeah, just, uh, I, I watched the game eh? yeah, Obviously I heard before I watched the game But don't be, be careful For what you listen to Regarding the referee But watched it With my own eyes um, It was interesting The point uh, You made about Not having a material Impact the game um, You've got to listen To this I tell you, the Celtic physio have a lot of bandaging up to do. Um, Celtic, they just want to play simple football. And the reason why they won the Cups, they put the ball in the net and they played football. Rangers going back to the soonest days. It's a history. 
but they had the desire. However, I thought some of the tackles were absolutely shocking. And when the referee's got his whistle in his mouth, he can blow the whistle. You know what I mean? Taking the standing leg. Do you think, were there red card tackles in that game, Stephen? Well, my memory's not too clever. Um, I can only go on what I've seen and comment on what I saw. That's what I'm asking you to do Is to comment on what you saw Did you think anyone should have been Given a straight red card For any of the tackles that annoyed you? There was one in the centre circle um, Which I can't remember all, all I can remember is the Celtic player Playing the ball And his standing leg was taken Sounds a bit maybe like the Kamal Roof one Where he sort of This is a no for a game This is a Call it what you like Derby And these things go on And Celtic Yes they played Magnificent football Up to Yesterday They were Brilliant against St Johnson Scored seven goals Terrific against Rangers Before that Scoring two goals at Ibrox They had Nine goals In the two games Leading up to yesterday With eight different goal scorers Then they went in front Through Greg Taylor That was ten goals With nine different goal scorers So Wonderful but they just didn't play their normal good football. They were off the pace from the word go. The loss of Giacomacus was telling. The front three really could not lay a glove in Rangers because of poor decision-making and Maeda is not an out-and-out centre-forward. So, Stephen, they tried to play football, but they were not at it on the day. And I'm sorry, however... You come at this And however many people Come at this Bobby Madden Did not cost Celtic The game Celtic And The combination of Rangers Being Terrific And full of endeavour And Full of fight If you like And you'll have appreciated Stephen over the years When Celtic Were full of fight And would get in about Rangers In these games Celtic Against Rangers yesterday Rangers came If you like For war and Celtic were pacifists And the pacifists lost Does Celtic not take any blame in this Stephen? Is this all the referees fault? I, I don't look to any, for anybody to blame I just look for simple football The best team won Rangers had the desire However uh, An earlier caller commented on the Rodic it's, it's get in your face attitude Rangers Like to get in the faces Celtic just like to play football Keep the ball on the deck and eat a piece of jam You know Simple football <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Honestly Hugh I've, this is, I've probably done Thousands <laughs> Of these shows Definitely into the, the Sort of four figures And I have no idea what's going on Well when Celtic played Rangers <laughs> At Celtic Park And won 3-0 In the first half Celtic get in Rangers faces And They blew Rangers away and Rangers were lost Didn't know what to do about it And they were beaten by half time And everyone applauded Stephen would have been on his feet Applauding that night Because Celtic get in Rangers faces Yesterday Rangers get in Celtic's faces And they didn't have an answer That's the nature of this derby Some you win, some you lose And yesterday There was 
Rarely any doubt About who was going to lose And who was going to win that one I think even Not only that Hugh But the game at Ibrox I think after the 15 minutes uh, Where Rangers got a goal up Through Ramsey I, I thought that's what Celtic done brilliant as well Got in Rangers faces Didn't allow them to play Forced them to go long Because they knew that Kamal Roof wasn't quite The physical presence That Morelos is And and I think that was Rangers game plan yesterday And I thought that uh, They'd done that to perfection See, I do agree with Stephen Celtic are a football inside But Rangers certainly played The better football yesterday I don't think there's any doubt about no, that It's all down to pieces and jam <laughs> Brilliant 01419511025 Let's speak to Colin Who's a Rangers fan At St George's Cross Let's talk football if we can Colin what did you make of it yesterday? I'll certainly try my best Anyway Gordon Evening to you Evening Andy Hello Colin um, I thought it was a tremendous game First of all Yesterday And I'd better for Scottish football First and foremost uh, Looking at it from my own point of view I thought my team was fantastic uh, especially in the back of a hard 20, 120 minutes on Thursday night. And to quote an old Jock Wallace through, I think the team found the battle fever for the fixture yesterday, which has probably been lacking in the last two. So credit where credit is due. They stood up and we counted yesterday. Uh, the one thing I think we did do right is we didn't stand off and admire Celtic playing. We just got right into the faces. Now, I think personally, I think the Bobby Madden hysteria is a wee bit over the top. Uh, he's had a bad day, but as you pointed out, you had a good day a couple of weeks ago at Parkhead for the Celtic faithful. So, uh, swings and roundabouts. How important do you think yesterday was, Colin, as a Rangers fan? Sum up the magnitude of, of the achievement and the importance of it. To be quite honest, Gordon, it was a, a must-win fixture. It was non-negotiable for me. It really was non-negotiable. Uh, the one thing I'd like to also say I'd like to give a, a, a lot of credit to Giovanni He's took a wee bit of flack in the last few weeks And I think our fans need to realise that He's been there and done it as a player If anybody gets the club, it's Giovanni And, and it's not an easy task to manage the old firm It really isn't And uh, hats off to him, he became, he became a great leader yesterday stood up And we'll make it continue for him how important was yesterday for you, Hugh? Uh, I think from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's perspective, it was crucial because had he lost three games to Celtic in a row, one at Celtic Park, one at Ibrox and one at Hamden, then my belief is that the Rangers manager who cannot beat Celtic cannot stay as Rangers manager and the Celtic manager who cannot beat Rangers cannot stay as the Celtic manager. So it was vitally important for Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Uh, Ange Postacoglu will get over it Because he's top of the league He's got six, effectively seven points of a start on Rangers But for me it's very important That Celtic handle Ross County well Because if they don't handle Ross County well All bets are off And the next game is Rangers So I've never known a game in Dingwall To carry the significance that this one will carry on Sunday at half past two I think based on the, the week uh, For me I, I, I touched on I feel it You know the majority of the pressure Was certainly on Us being hearts on, on Saturday To go and win the game I thought the four days That Rangers had Was going to define their season uh, Going into that Braga second leg And then obviously The cup semi-final Against Celtic And I do believe that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst he's, he's had a lot of criticism Some deservedly so But he deserves a lot of credit For, for, for how the four days went Because I do feel that you know, I feel as if the game was won on the way he uh, he set his team up. And listen, I thought 
for me it was a brilliant spectacle because because the game always is as a whole but I do think for large parts of the game it was quite frantic but I do feel as if Rangers you know certainly had the more control but the introduction of Stephen Davis I really felt from then on Rangers uh, started to control the game and I thought his just overall composure that he brought to the to the, the fixture was a reason where Rangers really started to dominate in, in terms of later on in the game and an extra time Now whether that 3-0 at Celtic Park you know, proves to be costly and Celtic gone to win the league partly down to that we'll find out in the next couple of weeks but do you feel like the, yesterday you've seen clear lessons learned from yeah. that <clears throat> undoubtedly the, 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 the couldn't, it couldn't have been different in terms of Rangers approach not only just tactically I, I think in personnel as well you look back at the game at Park End Rangers started with their base midfield too as, as Glenn Kamara and Joe Aribo I mean Joe Aribo's always been a forward thinking midfielder Glenn Kamara almost arguably the same uh, they had a a sort of Three, two wingers and Ahmed Diallo an 18 year old that had never experienced the fixture obviously Ryan Kent and Scott Arfield is a number 10 and with that amount of attackers on the pitch I mean they sat off Celtic gave Celtic the freedom of Celtic part to do what they want and and, and obviously when I mean, you can see from the game on on uh, yesterday it was just the complete opposite yeah I mean Colin pick out some individuals that impressed you yesterday and give them the praise they deserve I don't think I can go, but I think it was an accomplished team performance. The only one downside for me yesterday is uh, Arm Ramsey going off because I think he was beginning to pick, pick up the pace and begin to motor a bit. So that was the only downside for yesterday. But uh, to a man, everybody stood up and counted, and I'm proud of him. Andy, who would you pick out? Uh, two for me. I think John Lundstrom has been a revelation uh, over the last sort of month to six weeks it was not too long ago that he was sort of getting quoted out the door he was he wasn't making an influence in the starting lineup. when he did play his he's, uh, he's, he's good performances were few and far between but I think over the last month or two especially in Europe he's been absolutely superb and, and for me I thought he maybe just shaded man of the match for me but the other one Calvin Bassey I, I, I think he's been uh, you're looking at maybe two or three Rangers players that have been really consistent throughout the season and, and him for me he's certainly one of them whether it's been centre half or left back I must admit I do prefer him at left back but I thought yesterday I mean he's willing to, it's all for one for the manager to set up the game where he, you know he wants Kevin Bassett to be brave and step into midfield to get tight to Tom Rodgick but listen that's it's easier said than done and I thought he'd done that job when he was at centre half extremely well but then he was another one that completed mm. the full 120 minutes on Thursday and like I touched on he's, he, I mean he's driving run to set up the winner it's just testament to himself Yep uh, it's a, a shame for Ramsey but uh, you know he's clearly never been match fit since he got here um, Ironically he's, Giovanni Van Bronker said on Saturday morning during his press conference this was his best physical shape since yeah. he arrived at the club but, yet both, again, but I guess both can be true The the bottom line here is that Rangers came out and were brave in negotiating two games over the space of three days that have gone to extra time and they have won both and if they were in Celtic's faces then the opposite was true when Celtic beat Rangers 3-0 at Celtic Park Celtic didn't turn up those who did turn up didn't play well and they lost a cup tie. It is important mm. now that, to use Ange Postacoglu's phrase, that they they use that as the fuel for the last yeah. five matches which separate them from the title. 
Thank you very much to Colin The Rangers fan Stephen The peace and jam man Still appears to be hanging on the line as well Thank you Stephen for your call We will take more And get a full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's been quite a night And it's that part of the night Where Andy Halliday and Hugh Keevans Team up the unlikeliest duo In Scottish football And try and come up with the answers To tonight's full time teaser Now I actually think this is Far too easy for you Andy Halliday Mm -hmm. So I think Hugh tries to get them And you help him out Okay, because it was a game you were involved in. Oh, but by the way, that doesn't make it easy for me. But we'll we'll go ahead. Do you remember the last time Celtic lost to Rangers at Hamden, Hugh? Uh, was it the Ronnie Dyla time? It was a long time ago, a long, long time ago. So that game, twenty sixteen, Scottish yep. Cup semi final, six years ago yesterday. Six years ago yesterday. Yeah. The last time Celtic lost at Hamden. Yeah, yeah it would, it would have been. I been think, there yeah. seventeen times since, and uh, oh, eighteen times and lost. Name the Celtic team that day Oh boy Would you squish that Andy? I would probably get a good few Right go on Hugh Where would you start? Tom Rogic Because he missed a penalty No Didn't start the game (laughs) Good start Uh (laughs) I'm going to write the team out What I think it was Um, Give him a couple To start him off Andy Well go with my my goalkeeper At Art Street On you go Can we go up? Yep I left back at a time That played every game He's now in the Premier League KT. There we go. All right, that gets you up and running. Full time at Clyde1.com. If you want to send your questions in, we'd love to have them. Let's bring in Shannon, who's a Rangers fan from Glasgow. Uh, but you were uh, at the first semi final, I understand, on Saturday, Shannon. Uh, Sharon, actually. Oh, but, uh, sorry. <laughs> Producer Callum's holding his hands up. He says that's his fault. I like to throw him under the bus. I never blame myself. That's okay. Uh, Sharon, take it away. Um, yeah, I was actually um, at the Hearts and uh, Hibs game on uh, Saturday. Uh, what a, a brilliant atmosphere. It was a great game. Uh, the other half is a Hearts fan. So, yeah. I, I was, <laughs> <laughs> so, I was uh, disappointed when, obviously, um, Andy um, went off. And his name is Andy. My other half's name's Andy. So, I was shouting at Andy all day. But anyway... Um, so, yeah, I was just talking about, I was watching uh, the game yesterday and um, like talking about the, the tackles um, from yesterday, but the tackles on the the hearts and the, the Hibs game were about OTT. And I think there was a lot more, probably maybe Hibs because there was um, nine men in that Yeah, point. there were a few talking points. Before we get to that, Sharon, what is your house going to look like on Saturday the 21st of May then? The Scottish oh, Cup final day Actually because um, He'll be at one end And, and I'm going to be the other <laughs> <laughs> Well one is Are going to be Very very happy The other one's going to be and what's Not the, what's so the, much you, Will you manage to speak To each other in the build up Or will you need to take A few days off in advance Listen um, does it, If Rangers win I'll be buzzing But if Hart win Then I will I'll, I'll be buzzing for him I'll, I'll take it on oh, I'll, How nice I'll is that this one. Very understanding That's not what I expected No I thought she was going to say He's you know, getting kicked out or something Are we still wearing that sweeping Whether Andy turns up to play or not? <laughs> I was going to say If I had a pound for cash for kids For every person that sent me today I don't know if you've seen this famous image Hugh It's uh, Barcelona against AC Milan You know where this is going don't you Andy? Yeah, because people have sent you this a few times. And Obviously Ronaldinho Who's a Barcelona legend Is playing for AC Milan at the time uh-huh. So as part of that When the teams line up for the photo 
Ronaldinho goes and joins Barcelona for the picture. Right. So it's all the Barcelona players, Ibrahimovic and Javi and um, Carlos Puyal. And Ronaldinho is there in his AC Milan strip. And everybody keeps sending me it saying, this will be Andy Halliday at the final. Well, I remember when Henrik Larsson <laughs> scored for Barcelona against Celtic at Celtic Park. And he just walked back, didn't re- celebrate. Mm. So when Andy scores against Rangers that day, I think he'll just walk back respectfully. And there was me thinking we had already plunged to new depths on this show. You've just compared Andy Halliday to Henrik Larsson. Correct. Things you never thought you would hear. No. Um, Henrik never gave me a lift up the road. <laughs> exactly. Just kill him with kindness. Uh, you, you can understand Sharon's... Pain. To an extent You're oh, a Hearts yeah. player You're paid by the club You care passionately About the Jambos And there will be no doubt In your mind On no, Saturday no, 21st No, no doubt All I can say Shannon Is when Hearts win the cup I'll need to turn my phone off That's all I can say <laughs> You Genuinely will you be getting it Tight in the lead up To oh, that game no, Absolutely or, no doubt yeah. about it No doubt about it But It's part and parcel of the job I mean you have played against Rangers already I've not <laughs> Oh you didn't I, Well I came I came off On, the bench yeah. The the one at Ibrooks, but I mean, well, I think well, five 0 did at that point, so I think my my family were, were happy enough. <laughs> Former teammates, will you know to avoid them, or do you not care about that stuff? Will you get in touch in the lead up? Uh, maybe for now to the the week before, I would say, but then after that, I mean, it's game time. You're, you're starting to focus. In I don't the want to talk to any of them, but uh, I've, I still keep in touch with with plenty. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, on on to that game because Sharon's mentioning, you know. In, I don't make apologies for this It's obvious why Firstly We're here in Glasgow in the West We know that Celtic yeah. and Rangers The hysteria So we know why uh, The big talking points Are magnified from that game More than The first one In this part of the world What did you make of Some of the, the challenges On showing that one It was lively Yeah I mean listen, It was a derby I, I always like it When um, the tackles Start flying in and, and some of them You do get away with But some of them Did seem a little bit naughty uh, I'm honestly not sitting on the fence Gordon I promise but I haven't actually seen them back um, I think Joe Newell I listen I think yeah, I don't think there was any doubt about that one I think he's late um, to be honest I don't think he's that type of player so I don't think there was any malicious intent there but he's, he's been in to win the ball and I mean he's clearly late so I think the second booking was was certainly justified um, I think that the other one to me looked, certainly looked naughty at the time was I think it was Campbell and, um, and Barry Mackay uh, didn't look too pretty and then uh, from from our point of view I think Taylor Moore certainly lucky uh, uh, An extra time I think he was already on a booking And if you raise your hands Then you're certainly giving the referee A decision to make There we go He's, like, that, That's why we have him around you Honest yeah. Admi- Admission there That maybe Hearts got away with one as well Which I know you agree with Yes um, And I just I f- Again I found that a strange game uh, you know, To get the referees out of the way John Beaton was hopeless as well And he sent off once You sent off three But Hearts with 11 Hibs with 10 And Hibs became The more dominant side But couldn't really uh, uh, You know Craig Gordon's always there As a fantastic insurance policy uh, But It was a strange performance From Hearts uh, uh, 2-0 Andy I have to say I said that There's a potential here For humiliation For Sean Maloney And 10 seconds after I said it Of course <laughs> Chris Cadden Scores yeah, uh, strange game. Yeah, I think I, I think the first half was actually a really good game. I thought it was end to end. I thought that we started to seize control of it. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think when when you go two and up and, and you've got the ascendancy, I think the most important thing is don't concede within a couple of minutes, and then you start to seize control again. So they, I think the timing of the Hibs goal certainly did us no favours and allowed them to come back into the game. But for second half, listen, we're certainly going to analyse it, but. 
I can see why it happened I mean there was just so much riding on the game and regardless if Hibs go down to 10 men you're trying to preserve a lead so no, you almost tell yourself that you've got that man advantage push forward mm. make it more difficult for them but it's so easy when you're trying to defend the league in such a big mm. game to just sit back and try and soak up a bit of pressure but listen of course it, it made it a lot more difficult for us we never used the man advantage to well, tell our advantage yeah is that where the stuff about especially a semi-final it's just the result you don't, do, yeah, you, do, yeah, you, do you even think about being disappointed in the performance no no like, like we know there's no doubt about it we could have played a lot better especially in the second half but I, I've been there on the field where like, been trying to be like, one of the vocal leaders on the pitch where you're telling your team to drive up but you just find yourself sinking back to your box because you know it's such a big game you're obviously 10, 15, 20 minutes whatever it is to get through to your final and you just try to defend what you have but no, it's like I said you've got to give Hibs credit they obviously try to push forward to find that equaliser but to be honest, I don't feel as if out with the, the unbelievable Craig Gordon save that they troubled us too much. I've heard it said that, you know, getting to a final is good, obviously, but you know, you've not achieved anything. You've not won anything. Does this feel a little bit different because you guys now know that it's European football yeah. until Christmas? That is guaranteed, that is in the bank. And the money that comes with that, we're already talking about your goal bonus. I don't know if that few million quid trickles its way down, but that's already a real achievement from Hearts yeah. this season. There's, there's no doubt. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm always a big believer. If you, if, if you win semi-finals, which I've managed to win a couple, and I've never went on to win the cup, so I know that it's, um, I know that it's, it's not job done. But I mean that financial uh, incentive that we had going into the game, and uh, Gordon, you could probably tell in, in, in Hugh from my reaction after the game at Tynecastle last week. We, we said how we were going to enjoy it. It was a derby win. It's at home. But we all knew that the big one was a week after. There's no doubt about it at all. And it proved that way. And I think you could tell that in a performance. You could see in the second half it was certainly cagey. But no doubt about it. It was, it was massive for the football club. It's going to be you know, Europe guaranteed till Christmas and the, the financial pop you, you get with that should, should certainly stand the club in good stead. And nothing, I guess, says best of the rest than a third place finish and the Scottish Cup final. Yeah. And, and listen, I think it's not only that. I think it's the manner we've done it. I think throughout the season we've been really consistent. Uh, I think we've went on a couple of outstanding runs. Um, I think it's only really been that sort of January where we had a real blip. We obviously get beat off of Dundee at home. We get beat off of St. Johnson away and we had some some real poor performances. But for the the, uh, the most part, I think we've been really consistent. But the thing for me is, is I think, you know, when Rangers and Celtic often have these injuries where it's four or five key players are out, they can quite often handle it because how big their squad is. But I think this year, this season, sorry, especially in the last couple of months, we've had five, six first-team players starting 11 players injured and whoever's came in uh, has done extremely well. So I think throughout the full squad, I think whoever's you know pulled on the jersey, they've certainly not let anyone down. Earliest prediction in history. Sharon, who's going to win the final? Um, I do think uh, Rangers just might, uh, yeah, I think they, they might just win this. <laughs> I, I, we need to get back in touch with Sharon and Andy nearer yeah. the yeah. time, I think. But can I also say, right, that it's just came back to me, do you remember the Celtic fan that called up last week and he was talking about Hugh's predictions but every time he predicts something that's wrong and he said to Hugh who's going to win the semi-final between Rangers and Celtic at the weekend and you yes, said Celtic, Celtic the guy yeah. went oh no <laughs> get him back on that does sum it up I don't know sorry I was going to say I don't know how much Andy wants to twist the knife but I'll start with you where does this leave Hibs? Uh, in a bad place right now um, you know Sean Maloney's results are not good enough um, they are I think away to St Mirren at the weekend and they're bottom six and they can't start losing the, the last five matches I do believe that Sean will be there at the start of next season 
Equally I believe that Sean will need to hit the ground running At the start of next season Because Fans At the end of the day They've applauded them out For the performance against Hearts But they still went out of the cup They're still in the bottom six And fans' patience will not last indefinitely Okay, thank you Sharon Enjoy the next few weeks If you can Let's bring in Andy and Royston And see what's on his mind Andy yeah, good evening, how you did? Yeah, Until Sharon came on there, I was about to suggest I might be the most sensible caller of the evening, and that's a first for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this is this is a first for me as well. We wish Andy Halliday all the very best in the cup final. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Took me a minute there. <laughs> My point here is really just obviously the semi final on Saturday, Sunday, uh, is, is what it says semi final with blood and snorters, and uh, a lot of things said about referees and stuff. But I'm thinking now about the next two weeks. Uh, or next two or three weeks or maybe the most important two or three weeks in Scottish football for maybe a decade Celtic are you could argue two wins away from winning the title and, and apart from the potential we a team not winning the league they, it looks like Celtic will be in the, the Champions League Rangers potentially two wins and a draw or a defeat in the semi-final away from qualification for the Champions League my view is and this isn't me being one-sided my view is and less likely the Rangers will win the Europa League. Now, the guys were saying earlier on about Celtic now having 14 trophies from the potential last 18. I think potentially, if it's a benchmark going forward next season, because uh, you could also argue that there's been a lot said over the last nine or ten seasons when Celtic won the league, there's always reasons, and when Rangers won it last year, there was always reasons. Now, the way the Rangers are playing, you can't say they're not a decent side. So Celtic winning the league this year won it against a decent Rangers side. But from a benchmark of 14 out of 18 last trophies with £40 million guaranteed for the Champions League, I think it could signify a start of a new period of dominance for Celtic with the the, 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 the baseline for the squad and the potential to invest in that. I think, just, you've, just, I think you've been slightly premature, Andy. I think you should wait to get Ross County out of the way, first of all, because I cannot underestimate the importance of this game to Celtic. I'd like to know who will be fit enough to play for Celtic in that game. Uh, Celtic really need to win that game and then as you rightly say they are potentially one more game away from being champions because if they beat Celtic at Celtic Park eh, beat Rangers at Celtic Park nothing in this world will prevent Celtic from winning the title but Ross County they have to get that out the way first of all Andy uh, this has come up a few times in the last few weeks and I wonder if it's that simple because the money's great but is it not Worth considering what you do with it Because Brendan Rodgers Celtic Reached the Champions League group stages Twice in a row And got double that money At a time when Rangers Were nowhere near as strong As they are now And people assumed then That that dominance Would last for ages And it didn't Well It lasted another five years <laughs> But the, the, Your point there is correct But you can only go On, on evidence so far And in terms of uh, the Signing policy Postacoglu has done Pretty well so if he keeps the, the base of what he's already done and, and allowed to invest in the areas of the team that needs improving, I understand I don't have a big knowledge of Rangers' contract situation, but I understand a lot of their inverted commas bigger players are coming to the end of their contracts with some of them looking to leave. And there's been chat about their financial situation. So listen, I don't know all that stuff, but um, I think Celtic did have a period of domination. Andy, Andy, I, get, I, get, I get that. I get that. What I'm talking about is the, the conversations at the time where that. Ten in a row was going to be almost 
A foregone conclusion and, yeah. th- and you were then adding to that number Because if Celtic were already on top And Rangers were already so far behind And then you added Champions League money Rangers wouldn't be seen for years But it just Football cycles sometimes Move quicker than you expect And it, Andy says that the dominance went on Of course it did But Andy cannot tell me that he Expected to lose the, the league last season no, no, no. At no, the start of the campaign, no, I think Celtic, uh, when they beat Hamilton the first day of the season, scored five goals. The Celtic supporters thought, well, 37 matches from now, it'll be 10 in a row. And uh, we all know what happened. But, Andy, you know, this whole conversation is based on Celtic winning the title. Are you absolutely convinced in your own mind that nothing can go wrong over the last five games? No, as you I said already, I said already that it's more likely that Celtic yep. will win it and he more likely that Rangers won't. Uh, so you can't take anything for, for granted, obviously. No, listen, I just I just felt I am no I'm not going here to gloat about period of dominance. What I was meaning was that the next couple of weeks the semi final was big obviously, but the next couple of weeks for Celtic are absolutely massive. See? I do think I listen, I do think Andy's points are correct and I I do think Celtic fans will take solace in the fact that no, Ange Postecoglou spent nearly thirty million uh, over the last two transfer windows, and you've got to say he's got the majority of them right. Uh, whether it's been the the recruitments that have came in in the summer or the ones that have came in in January, more often than not, they've made a positive impact on the field. So, I mean, if Celtic do get this guaranteed Champions League money and they go out and spend again, I mean, from the advice we've already seen, Ange Postecoglou has recruited well at Celtic. But I do think that Rangers will Rangers will certainly recruit in the summer. They have to. I mean, for the four. Five signings they've made this year not, not one penny was spent Obviously Nathan Partison sale Going out in January They thought they would Sort of recruit in terms of Figures being paid for players mm. in there But it all, all went out to loan signings But I don't think there's any doubt That both teams will recruit regardless See for us types Who can live simple lives And not have to worry about What the rivals are doing And can just bask in the, the Coefficient greatness That we've had going on Hugh Keevans uh-huh. Why is no one Talking about the possibility that they both end up in the Champions League group stages. Right, we're all delighted about the fact that, that there should be an automatic place. Villarreal and Russia's current situation uh, can perhaps alter that. If Ange Postecoglou somehow doesn't win the league, but this Celtic team has made terrific strides, he can add to it again. They go from strength to strength. What's to say they can't qualify into the Champions League the same way Brendan Rodgers did? And flip that on its head with Celtic in the driving seat at the moment. If they go on and win the league... This Rangers team in Europe Would you bet against them Getting through the qualifiers No one seems to be mentioning That they both might play In the group stages Well that's because One lot hope that the other lot Has no success whatsoever And that is reciprocated By the other lot uh, So I always laugh When people talk about The coefficient Because Celtic Rangers fans Don't care about the coefficient That's what I'm saying I do though you know, it's, they, it's, it's been yeah. good for the game but That's how we've got the But that's the luxury the automatic that, place. That's the luxury That folks in North Lanarkshire <laughs> And that Edinburgh and Paisley and Aberdeen and Dunfermline the, that, That's a luxury you enjoy no, I know I know what you're saying right But there becomes a point where you're just you, You're just being ignorant to the full thing Because it, whoever doesn't win the league Can still qualify for the Champions yeah, League yeah. And, so, and well, Obviously that would be the very best thing possible uh, I said to you yesterday Gordon I believe that if Rangers do win the Europa League It will be the biggest result in their history Bigger than Barcelona in 1972 Bigger than nine in a row Bigger than 55 Because we live in different times In 1972 the playing field was A lot more level than it is now To produce a European trophy winner From the Scottish environment As it stands at present That for me would make A Rangers Europa League 
final win The biggest result in their history We can all deal with this in the summer Andy Brendan Rodgers Celtic team was very very good Very yeah. good But they got criticised at times <laughs> When they came up against the bigger teams in Europe They qualified for the Champions League twice Why are we so sure Because I know it's hard to go through all those leagues Except that Why are we so sure that the runner-up doesn't make it? Sorry, say that again Why are we so sure that the Premiership runner-up this oh, season yeah, well, Doesn't make it to the yeah, we shouldn't stages? be. We, we certainly shouldn't be I think you can see Listen, I, I believe Celtic will go on to win the league And I think Rangers will have the utmost confidence That they can get through any qualifying rounds I, I even look at, you know, you look Rewind back to the start of the season When they get put out by Malmo There's no way that Rangers side should have been beat off Malmo I mean, I watched the game Malmo go down to 10 men I thought they were, I didn't think they were a great outfit here and, and Rangers will look back at that as a real missed opportunity Likewise Celtic in, in previous years So I, I think we've got two good sides in Scotland that we've got I'm on that opportunity. But right, Hugh's trying. He's on the full-time teaser I'm on his own. Because right. it would be too easy for Andy tonight. Can you name the Celtic starting eleven the last time they lost at Hamden six years ago? It's been quite a run against Rangers that day on penalties. Right. The the, the mainstays. Uh, Callum McGregor. Nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, James Forrest. Nope. Nope. What? You're having a shocker, by Wow. It. I've got all eleven. Chris Commons. Oh Q no. Come on Give him a sheet If we're talking mainstays Mainstays Who uh, would have worn the captain's armband About Scott, 500 times Scott Brown Scott Brown yes Any others uh, You need some thinking time You need uh-huh. you need big help off your pal We'll get the rest next Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of what's been a lively Clyde One Super Scoreboard tonight Someone called in asking for you to stay on till midnight Hugh Keevans oh. um, I'm not sure I'm not sure <laughs> about that on this occasion He's got his cold beans to go home eh? was, it, was it Mrs Keevans? <laughs> yeah there, there is every chance uh, Right on tonight's teaser You are looking for the Celtics starting 11 The last time they lost at Hamden It was against right. Rangers um, uh, b- before yesterday, obviously, um, you've got Craig Gordon, Kieran Tierney, Scott Brown. If there's a Tierney at fullback, then there's a Lustig as the other fullback. Yep. Uh, Charlie Mulgrew. Yep. Um, and if there's a Charlie Mulgrew, was Boyata beside him? Oh, that's a good shout. Well done, you. Anymore? Did Boyata go off? He did aye. early. Aye. 20, 20 minutes or something. I was having a shocker. And by the way, he, oh, it doesn't even matter. It's starting lineup, isn't it? Was it? it the I was going to say the guy that came on from scored. Yeah, forget that. Don't confuse him any further. Oh, sorry. Was in Champlain? No, 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 no. That's your, your. Was Lee Griffiths playing? Yes. Okay. Right. One, two, three, four to get. We'll get them before the end. Let's bring in Gregor in Sterling. What's your point tonight, Gregor? Uh, my point is, um, I was at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago there watching the game. And uh, it's pretty evident, I think, uh, to anyone inside the ground. Uh, after about 55 minutes, 10 minutes in the second half, uh, Celtic were uh, burst. Completely unfit. I have to say that, you know, when we went to extra time yesterday, I was absolutely, uh, supremely confident that we would prevail. Uh, because I, I couldn't see how that Celtic team, uh, as unfit as they are, could get the better of us, even despite playing. Uh, uh, 120 minutes on Thursday. Uh, Postecoglou is making substitutes uh, yesterday. There are substitutions yesterday, uh, six in total. Never enhanced his team at all. Not one of them. In fact, some of his subs looked like they needed subbed. Uh, whereas Rangers 
had uh, also made six subs, brought players on and um, maintained the level. Uh, I'm not sure we got, if we got better. Probably did get better thing when Davis came on in Arfield. And, uh, you know, uh, the substitutions were so much better. But there's not a chance, even after playing 120 minutes on Thursday, that Celtic could have overcome us in extra time. They just looked completely unfit the other week there. And maybe it's just a thing you had to be inside Irish at the time to see it. I turned to the regular heaps that stands behind me. I said, he's going to need to use all five subs. And it was the same yesterday. I, th- you know, I think, you know, they were out on their feet and uh, in, in midway through the second half. And it just got worse and worse and worse. I, I certainly take, I mean, yesterday, Gregory, it would be hard to argue. I think everybody who watched the game felt that, that Celtic didn't look as, as fit as Rangers. Do you think Celtic could have made it to this stage in the season and be top of the league and, and do what they've done in certain games by being completely unfit? Well, you know, I, I don't think I don't think they look great in, in most games. I think you know that possibly has to sub 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 all the time, and I think it's just they they has to take players off because they just can't go the distance. They do play at yeah. quite a tempo, though, Hugh, don't they? When they're on, well, it. yes, I know they didn't yesterday, and yes, Celtic yeah. looked certainly did look Gregor, inferior to Rangers yesterday. Gregor's entitled to his attitude of mind. I'll put it that way. Um, because Rangers have taken a couple of uh, defeats from Celtic and, and they got payback yesterday. But they arrived at Hamden having won, thir- well, having not lost in 33 consecutive domestic fixtures. They arrived at Hamden as the team at the top of the league, six points clear with a goal difference which effectively makes them seven points clear. So if they were as unfit as Gregor would like to believe, they could not have achieved those things uh, but yesterday and I said it at the very very start of the programme I find it mystifying that a team who have played yeah, extra sure. time twice in the space of three days look fitter than a team who had played eight days earlier and then watched Rangers play two games plus a half hour of extra time and then a cup tie which goes two hours and Celtic are dead on their feet I mean Andy you've played against Celtic A few times this season What do you make of Gregor's assessment Of their fitness levels? Yeah I've got I mean I've got to respectfully disagree uh, I certainly didn't have Gregor's level of optimisms Going into extra time I thought that would be a period Where Celtic started to seize control of the game But uh, They certainly didn't Rangers athleticism and, and fitness Certainly showed through Because they were Superb in extra time uh, I, I was actually inside Irox uh, the, the game that Gregor's referring to And I, I feel as if it was more Celtic Realising that they had a, a, a goal advantage in a game that was a must-win game for Rangers and simply Celtic just try to defend our box, which, like I touched on, was a, was what we done in, uh, in Saturday at heart. So uh, I don't think you can label this team uh, Celtic team extremely unfit. Uh, but I do think that, got to echo what Hugh says, that I was really surprised at how much Rangers did kick on in the in extra time period and, on uh, yesterday. The Celtic fans are, are entitled to ask these questions as well. Uh, you know... How can Rangers still look the fitter side after two hours of play uh, After all they had been through since Thursday Finishing at 10.30 on Thursday night And starting at 2 o'clock on Sunday afternoon And you end up looking fitter than Celtic Questions have to be asked The stats as well show that Celtic have scored the the most late goals in in games this season So I don't think, you don't do that if if you're an unfit side Gregor, you're right to reply Ah well, I mean, as I said, he's bringing on five subs to maintain the level there. Uh, uh, the other thing is when he, there was a guy on earlier on the bemoaning Mister Martin 
uh, you know, watch this, watch that, and all that kind of stuff there. Uh, but, you know, you saw that um, uh, Hitati to Maeda back to Hitati uh, pass in the second half. The offside um, one. The, yeah, very offside. And as expected, <laughs> very you know, offside. I was expecting the flag to go up after the shot was off. But the flag didn't, you know, it wasn't flagged for offside at all. It's pleasing to believe that would have stood as a goal, surely. Yeah. Yep. And we're glad we didn't, Hugh Evans, because then we would have had to extend the show tonight. Yeah, because as everyone knows. Maybe Hatati knew and just did the honourable thing and just slipped it past the post just to I, save I, us the I, hassle. I, had, I actually had that incident in my notes, but I, I'm glad that we never got to the stage where you asked me to read them. There's another uh, poor man that we could drag into the conspiracy theory at this point, but we won't bother because uh, Rangers deservedly won a football match yesterday. Celtic were a severe disappointment in that football match, and it's how both react now. You've got three more to get on this teaser, though, quickly. So no, you've got more than that, and I'm going to clue him up. You ready? Right. Right. right one c- centre mid that's still at the football club. Bit of a bit part this year. Near beat on. Yes. Good clue. Uh, Go. The other centre mid I'm sure got play of the year that year He still he now plays in the English Championship He'll never get that one He's a teammate of Andy He's used to play for Dundee He's got the worst accent in Scotland He's from Thurzo And he's pal Stuart Armstrong Gary McKay Yes the other, the other one Missed one of the most famous He'll never remember it. I would say. Andy, Andy Halliday should have been red carded For viciously assaulting him in a Old Firm game once English winger yeah, do you think you'll get that? Much fanfare when he arrived on loan. Patrick Roberts. Oh, pardon. And the last one I told you you would never get is Stefan Johansson. Thank you both. We are back tomorrow at six with Gordon DL and Roger Hanna. I need to lie down and we'll see you at six tomorrow. <laughs> Callum's up next.